Hi, I'm Dr. Selena Matthews, spiritual psychologist, and I want to welcome you all to Soul Transformation. My guest today is the legendary celebrities and billionaires matchmaker and author, Gina Hendricks. Our topic today is relationships with high net worth men. This is going to be an illuminating and thought-provoking discussion, so stay tuned because I know you will be intrigued. Gina, I am so excited to have you on the show. Uh, you know, I love the work that you do. I often see you on TikTok and all these other podcasts. So I am so excited to talk to you today about working with your work with billionaires and celebrities and all of that. So thank you. Thank you. What are I'm going to start with a question very quickly. What are some of the qualities that high net worth men want to see in a woman that they would like to marry? That is a great question right off the bat. And I appreciate you having me here. I've, I love you. You're the best. And I'm honored to be here. Um, so I would Thank say, you. you know, certainly the men that I represent and work with, um, they, they don't need help with dating and they have, they meet a lot of ladies. So my job in the tall order is to find a woman who's more exceptional than what they meet on their own. So definitely they want a woman who is uh, bright, who has uh, her own opinions, her own life, who is uh, certainly evolved and, you know, and of course the physical, they want somebody beautiful and in shape but they really want somebody who really has their life together. And they also love women who are high achievers. Mm. That's so interesting. I never would, yeah, I never would oh, have sorry. thought that they would want a high achieving woman. Oh yeah. They've, I've had several say to me, you know, Gina, what makes her exceptional? Gina, what is her, like, what is the big achievement that she's accomplished? Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that quite a few times. Wow. Nice to know. Now, can you tell me, are the requirements of high net worth men different than the regular guy? Do they want the same thing or do they want different things? I think physically they all want the same thing. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, a man who's not necessarily the billionaire or the, you know, the, the celebrity or, you know, the more of, I don't want to say an average man, but um, they really, it's more about, I would say really two quality. Well, maybe three, of course they want her beautiful. They want her in shape. And then at that point, they really just want somebody who's easy to be with. Wow. Okay. Although okay. many men, believe it or not, really do also want a woman who has her own income, makes her own money of some sort. She doesn't have to, you know, be super successful or anything like that, but you know, a lot of men tell me they don't want to be the full support system for the lady. Although, you know, ironically, my guys don't mind being my guys, the kind of men I work with, they don't mind being the full support system for the woman. Uh, they don't want her money. They don't care how much money she makes. It's more about what has she achieved in her life? Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a fascinating point. I, I didn't, I didn't understand that before, but I, I certainly do now. Now, I probably imagine that many people come to you or many women come to you who are, I would call them delusional in oh, terms yeah. of 
you know, who they think they are and the kind of man that they think that they can uh, catch. Yes. So can you talk about that? Uh, well, where shall I begin? I mean, uh, I mean, what, where, I don't even, I mean, yeah, it's nor, it's, it's uh, ongoing. It's an ongoing thing. Now, what's interesting is that when I first started like blowing up on TikTok, when I first got on TikTok, um, I mean, we were not prepared. And the floodgates, as soon as the women I got on there and as soon as the women knew I was a matchmaker and that I worked with billionaires and celebrities, I mean, it was like, it felt like I, you know, it was like a Justin Bieber concert and you just open the doors and they're like stampeding, you know what I mean? And, um, and so we were not prepared. And so women were filling out profiles for me, like left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. And these women, you know, God bless them, that were filling out the profiles to try to get access to the men I work with and the women. And, and even, even if they were exceptional women, just the low level pictures they were picking of themselves or, or overly sexualized. Like, I guess they must've thought that that would be the lure or things like this. And so now I charge women a fee to fill out a premium profile for me. Mm -hmm. um, and the fee really has made a big difference in the caliber of women. Because you, now these women that pay the fee, they are just, they have their act together. They look better. Their pictures are better. Their career. So now these are actually women that I, that could be potential matches for my clients, as opposed to all the women who just were filling out profiles because it was free, you know? Right. No, I know. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's a way of putting a boundary on, um, people who are not qualified to date right. the men that you represent. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not about it's, it's interesting. It's not about the money. It's about um, it's really not about the money. But yet, the money does uh, a woman who would spend. Let's see, and, and I'll tell you, it's three hundred seventy-five dollars. So the the woman that would spend three hundred seventy-five dollars to fill out a premium profile, and she gets a Zoom with me. So it's not just she fills out a profile. I actually meet her through Zoom and I give her a little coaching with her photos and stuff. But it's, it's and again, it's not about the money, but it's about the women who are willing to spend that kind of money. They're just more put together and they're, they just have, they're bringing their A game. I talk a lot about the A game. They're bringing their A game. Yeah, so you want a woman to bring their A game. They've got to be, you know, educated, have a career, yep. you know, have something that they've achieved in their life. I mean, otherwise, what do they have to offer? Correct. I mean, I mean and I think some women think that being pretty is good enough. And mm -hmm. in my world, it's not. I mean, pretty is 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 normal in, around here. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> And you know, isn't that wild? Like, Pretty is normal around LA. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and around here. I mean, and I find pretty women all over the world, so it's not just LA. But, but I think that they also don't realize that it's also about their attitude and just uh, how they how they uh, carry themselves, and and uh, you know, it's a lot of things. I'm sure you get a variety of narcissists and gold diggers. I'm sure. Oh, yes. I am sure I mean, that yes. are just going to be driving you crazy to get, you know, get a guy and catch them and lure them in whatever way that they can. Do you yeah. have uh, an interesting story that you care to share about one of these? Um... Well, I mean, listen, the women always say, like, I've told a few women that stories where, like, I'll say, 
oh yeah, you know, and I set this woman up with my client and they got married and she didn't even invite me to the wedding and I haven't heard from them since. And the girl will be like, oh, I would never do that to you, Gina. And then sure enough, I set her up with somebody phenomenal and they're traveling the world by private plane and never hear from her, nothing. So, you know, I've just gotten used to that. And, you know, I know people want to think it's like all hearts and rainbows and I love what I do, but, um, but you know, it's a business. And so the way for me, this might sound so unromantic, but you know, the way for me that I don't get my feelings hurt when they don't, you know, remember me at Christmas or invite me to the wedding, because it's weird. There's still a little bit of a stigma where people, I don't know, for whatever reason, don't want to tell people sometimes they met through a matchmaker, which is, I think that times are really changing on that a lot. But um, I really believe it's changing. But anyway, I put a success bonus in my contract. So uh, if I get the guy, you know, the woman of his dreams and they get married or they move in together, whichever comes first, I get two times the fee. So whatever fee he pays, I get double that when we hit that milestone. And so it just helps so that, you know, I, you know, if, when they want to forget about me, the money helps. Yeah, no, uh, uh, of course. But, you know, it's also not nice on their part. I know it's, it's not, not. Yeah, you have to, you know, listen, you have to have a very thick skin in this business. You have yeah. to, you can, you cannot do well. I remember a matchmaker years ago and I really liked her as a person and I don't like many matchmakers for a number of reasons, but, um, but um, you're like, why did I even have this woman on my show today? She's just telling me way too much. No. So I, I, but I knew this matchmaker years ago and, you know, it was interesting how she would talk kind of badly about the women it was almost like she felt like she was competing with the women. She was judging the women. And so I don't do any of that. You know, I mean, I'm a gatekeeper and a screener, certainly for my guys. I look out for them. But but I, I'm also not judging. I'm not judging anybody because everybody has their tastes. Everybody has what they're looking for. And I respect that, even if I don't agree with it necessarily. You know, I had one girl uh, who's beautiful, six foot tall, blonde, blue eyed, looked like a Danish supermodel. And I interviewed for the database and any of my guys would have loved to have met her. And, uh, and then after I met with her in person, she called me and she said, Gina, I just want to tell you the truth. And I said, okay, what's that? And she said, I just am looking for someone to pay my bills. And, um, you know, first of all, I do, first thing I do is I thank people for their honesty because I'm always grateful for when people are willing to be honest with me. Um, but I said, you know, I appreciate your honesty, but this, that's not what I do. You know, it's not what I do. And then I heard two years later, she met somebody who wasn't my client, some political figure, some big deal, and they have a baby. <laughs> so there you go. She got her money. So she's getting her bills paid. Yeah, for sure. she's getting yeah. her bills I mean, paid. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. interesting. And that brings me to my next question. Is it easier to place transactional women versus authentic women? I mean, clearly you're, that, she was she was transactional. She wanted. Yes, I understood. Yes, I understood what you meant. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, it's interesting because I would imagine if I were in that business, transactional situations would be so much easier, right? Because the women don't care what the guy looks like; they don't care about those things. And, and so it makes my job harder that I'm in the world of, of non 
non-transactional arrangements. Do you know what I mean? Because the women who are non-transactional are so picky. You know, they don't care that the guy is wealthy. They don't care who, you know, they, they want somebody they're still attracted to and they want, which is awesome because this is how I know they're authentic. When they're picky, it tells me they're not just in it for the money. You know what I mean? For sure. That, yeah. That's, I never, yeah, it, this, this is so fascinating. I'm learning a lot from you today and I thank you so much. Uh, sure. Now, many of these, you know, high net worth men, you know, many of them are, have a media presence. Many yes. of them have personality disorders. How do you deal with them? <laughs> you know, I, I try my best to, to not even work with those kind of guys. You know, I mean, in the past, and you know, this is the 15 year anniversary of my business. So I'm smarter now, 15 years in than I was on day one or even year five. Um, and so certainly in the beginning, I probably missed some stuff and got stuck with a few assholes. I don't know if you can say that on your show, but yeah, you can. Um, okay. Um, but now I read people really, really well. And, and so in the beginning, uh, in just a few conversations, you know, these, so men are very used to, especially when they reach out to matchmakers, they're very used to thinking that they are in the driver's seat. And that they are trying to decide if they want to hire the matchmaker, mm-hmm. you know, because right. most matchmakers just want business, business, business from anybody. You know what I mean? It's part of the reason I don't like them very much. But uh, but me is I'm very different. They don't realize I'm I'm judging them. I'm testing them. And because it scares the hell out of me to even think for a minute of working with a guy that that I'm not going to like that women aren't going to like the, you know, um, and so that's, that's my biggest fear actually. So I'm very afraid of that. And I'm very leery about the guys and I, and I put them through a series of paces. So, you know, I know what questions to ask. I, I know how they, you know, how they answer things. I can tell, I can read people and, um, and then I show them profiles of my ladies and we get feedback and there's a ton of back and forth before they ever become a client. And, you know, and there was a case of this one man hired me and he came, most of my guys come through referrals. So somebody's vouching for them. Although people know them from one perspective, they don't know them from this perspective. So this girl knew this man through her social circles, but she, she, you know, she didn't once, this is a different world. So when a man enters this world, he lets his hair down. He tells me things. He shares parts of himself, sides of himself that he doesn't show anybody else. You know what I mean? And so, um, so, you know, this one guy, he signed up and he seemed nice enough, but my God, as soon as he paid me the money and he was extremely wealthy, I don't know. He was quite, not quite billionaire level, but very close. But as soon as he became a client, the first three days, it was like, he was up around my neck and like, he like, wouldn't he couldn't relax he wouldn't let me do my job he was then he started getting weirder i want her hair to be this length i want i want you know i want oh but here was the biggest thing he said to me that freaked me out he said I, gina i want a woman are you ready for this i want a woman who's needy he said and i was like like that's oh literally God. the opposite of the request i normally get wow he said i want somebody who's codependent and needy 
he said. Wow. And I and I just I just started having a meltdown thinking, oh my God, I can't go through a year, because my contracts are usually a year. I can't go through a year with this like Looney Tunes uh, you know, tied around my ankle here, or tied around my neck, really. And so anyway, so I went to the bank and and I said, I need you guys to figure out how to wire this person their money back. And and I had told him, I want to give you your money back. He didn't want me to give it back. So I so I went to the bank. The bank didn't even know how to do a reverse wire. They've never had anybody give somebody and, and, and a large amount of money. And But I gave him his money back as fast as I possibly could. As fast. Yeah. And then I actually referred him to a therapist. So I should have referred him to you. I don't know why. We, had, we hadn't talked in a while, so I probably forgot. But, um, but And now I've seen on Instagram, he actually has this ridiculously gorgeous girlfriend. And she doesn't look crazy, but who knows what goes on behind the scenes with people, you know? Yeah, I mean? that's, yeah. that's exactly right. So you, you screen the men, you screen the women and, and hope for uh, the best <laughs> and, and hope for the best. Exactly. Cause yep. we don't know. You just don't uh, well, know. No, you really don't. We, Until you get we, none of us together. know anything in life. No. I, I'll tell you, we don't know. And you know, it, here's what's interesting. I'll tell you something very interesting that I've discovered I'm just constantly, even even if I've been doing this a long time, I'm still a student of of everything. I love it. Um, I signed two men at the same time in October, okay, and and it's interesting because what shows up for them in the real world in terms of the the women, the reactions from women, the way the the story unfolds with the women, it's there's no difference in this world. Like I, I'm not magic. I can't, I can't change the way they, their story is written in that way. All I can do is pre-qualify more appropriate women. So I can fast track in a way I'm fast tracking whatever real results they normally get. So if they do well with women, they're going to be doing well with amazing women. If they don't do well with women, <clears throat> they're still not going to do well with women. You know right. what I mean? In my world. And so yeah. what's interesting is one guy, um, he has a pattern and I didn't, there was no, absolutely no way to predict. Mm -hmm. I don't think before working with him, but he's a good guy and I like him, but he has a thing. And his thing is he gets together with women lightning fast. And wow. then he's in an instant relationship and then it all plays out in a very short amount of time. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and that's a pattern. And I said to him, I don't even know if I set you up with a woman that wouldn't go at that pace. I have a feeling you wouldn't even be attracted to her. And he said, you're probably right. I probably wouldn't, you know? So, so therefore I can't change his, the way he roll things roll out with him. The other guy, a lot of times he has to build a friendship before it becomes something. But the problem is in this world, women aren't saying Gina set me up for friendship. Right. So therefore, you know, it's interesting. It, it's interesting how, yes, I can pre-qualify better women. I can, I can, I can set them up with like, you know, the front of the line starting bench ladies, but how they get the ball in the basket, how they dribble down the court. I can't change that. No, no, you can't. Well, right now I want to talk sex. All right. Okay. Let's talk about sex. Yeah. Speaking Everybody of the other guys, <laughs> do you have, uh, you know, a rule about sex? I think I might need to have one soon, but um, 
<laughs> but no, I mean, gener generally in the past, <clears throat> if I knew a client, if I got to know him and I got to know his patterns, if I knew that he moves very quickly with women, then what I have done in the past is I will sort of tell the woman, not him specifically, I'll act like it's just in general, you know, like, hey, you know, just this is advice I give everybody. But just so you know, when you go out with a guy, if they want you to go back to their place really soon or if they blah, 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 you know, don't go at a slower pace. They'll respect you more, blah, blah, blah. And what I'm doing is I'm queuing her up because I want because I know what's coming and I want to prepare her for it. And, you know, because the thing is also, I think that and this is where I have a ton of responsibility that I take extremely seriously. But I think that, you know, women trust me as they should. I do look out for them. Um, but man, you have to ride that really fine line. But um, I, I, you know, I think sometimes because the women trust me and the men know they trust me, that the men know the women are more likely to let their guard down sooner. Right. Because, you know, so so I have to be very, very careful. And that's why I am. So if I think <clears throat> guys up, I mean, I've I've parted ways with a number of clients. This was earlier on when I knew that their intentions weren't honorable. And you know what I mean? And so I, I get I've I've, you know, this one client, actually, we completely parted ways. This was many years ago. And he uh, I said, listen, the women keep giving me this feedback and it's not good. It's making them uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. And I just can't set you up anymore if that's going to be the case. And then I just never heard from him again. So that was a really good thing, you know? Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> but um, honestly, usually I don't have to tell anybody that. And because everybody texts me like the next day after the date or the night of, I tell them, hey, when you're on your way home, text me. I want to know how it went. Da, da, da. And so people are always texting me and and very, I mean, I can count on one hand the times where anybody ever slept over on a first date. I mean, I, I'm thinking, unless people haven't been honest, which is probably true, but I would say definitely at the most on one hand wow. that that's ever happened. And, yeah. and I would say like only a very few times. Wow. You know, as a psychologist, I have a rule I tell all my clients and they don't always listen to me. In fact, they, they don't. I say 10 dates, no sex. And I'm really clear on that. And the reason I say that is because you have to establish a foundation. Yeah. And I don't care if you're 20, 30, 50, 70. If you don't have a solid foundation, you know, sex, you, you lose your ability to see. And I, I kind agree. of... I, I, I kind of use 10 dates. Now they go to nine or they'll go to eight and say, I tried really hard, Selena, but you know, it is what it is. But th that's sort of what I, what I attempt to, uh, to do. It doesn't always work. Anyway. Now, I, get that question, I get that question a lot. I got it yesterday on an interview I did. I get that question all the time. Now here's my answer to it. Okay. My answer is if as a woman mm -hmm. sleep with them, as long as you know, you won't get your feelings hurt if it doesn't work out for a relationship. But if you know you're going to sleep with them and if and if it doesn't work out and turn into and you get your feelings hurt, then you cannot sleep with them until you know you're in a relationship, whenever that is, you know, because I think, you know, a lot of women, they they trick themselves, they lie to themselves, 
you know, they, they, a lot of times women are sleeping with a guy because they want to move the relationship along. Correct. Correct. That's Absolutely. why they do it. Yeah. Absolutely. In they fact, want to hook him or whatever. It, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it is, uh, uh, many women still use sex as a way of getting a man. And absolutely. that's never going to go away. You know, it and I've, I've had, and I've had clients, you know, some, some of the guys, you know, they all confide in me in one way or another. And, um, and, you know, I've known some really good guys who thought they were being honest and, you know, and maybe it wasn't a woman. I maybe, I don't know. I don't know this. I, I can remember having conversations, whether the guy was telling me a story of, of a woman he dated and things went badly or whatever, but he, I can remember a few men saying, you know, Gina, I told her I wasn't ready for a relationship. I'm still, you know, getting over my divorce or, you know, the death of my wife or, you know, and I'm just not ready for a real relationship. And she said, that's fine. She understood. And so then we sleep together. And then all of a sudden, She's like furious with me because it didn't turn into anything. He says, but I'm confused because I told her the truth, you yeah. know, and men are very straightforward like that. Women are not straightforward like that. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I totally understand. I yeah. completely agree with you. You know, integrity and trust are really important in a relationship. Yeah. But what's happening right now or what I'm seeing in the culture is there's so many people in relationships micro cheating and some of them full on cheating and they're in relationships. What do you say to these women or men that are doing this? Now, explain micro cheating to me. You know, texting a potential someone, having a drink with someone and not telling their partner um, you know, liking someone on Instagram nonstop and they're in a relationship, you know, right. they're, 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 they're not full on infidelity, but they're moving to that place. If they, I mean, they, I can or they can, if they can pull it in or rein it in or not, but this is what's happening. And I'm seeing it in a lot of my clients and I'm like, I, mean, I wouldn't even call it micro cheating. I, I would say if you're doing something that you can, that you keep secret from your partner, that is cheating. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So then, so what's your, so what's the question exactly? Well, you know, what do you say to some of your clients who are, you know, working with your clients or your women, you know, and yeah. they're also, you know, doing things on the side. I mean, do you have that? Go I mean, I'm sure that that occurs because that occurs everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure do it occurs. What do, you do? what do you tell I'm us? Sure, tell I'm people? sure it. I'm sure it occurs, but they they know that Gina is kind of like the strict strict around here. Um, I mean, I listen. My usual policy with my guys is that if I set them up with somebody and they like her. I would, I, my preference is that they go out on a few more dates before I set them up with anybody else. I mean, the worst thing that a guy, a client of mine could do, and I hate it when they do that. Some do very few though, thank God. But they'll be like, who else do you have, Gina? Who else do you have? You know what I mean? And it's like, I say to them, here's the deal. The beauty of what I do is the fact that nobody has to mislead anybody. Right. So in, when everybody's off on their own, they go out with people and then this person might say they're interested and they want to, you know, people 
don't, they're not authentic with each other. But in my world, I like to keep it clean, clean, clean. So you go out with her. Do you like her? Do you not? Do you want to see her again? Say to the woman, do you like him? Do you not? Do you want to see him again? Just keep it clean. Nobody has to bullshit me. Nobody has to mislead anybody. Right. Let's just be honest. Right. And so for those reasons, I usually don't know if, if they're up to other tricks or whatever, you know, I, I don't know. Nobody's nobody tells me, you know, but there are times where, you know, I know that the guy is going out with somebody I set him up with and uh, he'll, he'll tell me, Gina, you know, I'm still going to, I still want to go out with a few other people. And as long as we can kind of rein it in, my biggest thing is as long as nobody's being misled, because I'll even say to my guys, well, just so you know, if she comes to me, because sometimes the girls do, the women do, if they're smart, they keep me in the loop. If they're smart, they keep me in Correct. the loop. The smart women check in with me. They give me updates and you know what I mean? Because I have a view from, from I'm the fly on the wall. I see what he's right. doing. So if the woman keeps me and keeps me in the loop, I can keep it all in check. You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, absolutely. So, so if, if she's coming to me and she says, Oh, Gina, you know, we've gone out like, you know, five times now. And I may not have known that um, because the guys sort of don't keep me in the loop like the ladies do. Some guys do some don't, but, but the ladies, if they're smart, they do. And she says, Gina, you know, we've gone out four or five times. I'm just curious. Are you setting him up? Have you been setting him up with anybody else? Mm -hmm. Then I, uh, I'm put in a very awkward position. So I do tell the guys, if she comes to me and asks me, I'm going to have to be honest with her. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to her. Cause I just, that's just not what I do. You know what I mean? Right. No. So I, yeah, I try to be as transparent and above board as possible. And it is hard sometimes. Very you are a rare bird. I'll tell you, you are a rare bird, Gina. And I certainly appreciate those qualities in you because, you. Um, you know, integrity is hard to find in very this hard to find today. And it and, is rare, rare, and, rare. And, and I've had it from the women, though, that really, it really upsets me. You know, um, this one girl who like who who I'd known, I thought I knew her. I'd set her up with a couple other clients before. And then I come around and I set her up with this other client. And and, you know, she, I vouched for because I'm vouching for these women, women to my guys. OK, yeah, uh, that means course. my of neck's on the are. line. You know, it's like this is how I run my business. And so so she went out with him and I could tell that after I spoke with her, she said, mm, I'm not really sure. And I said, listen, it's not, and I literally say it clearly. I go, listen, it's not a problem. It, you know, here's the thing. If you're, if you're not interested in seeing him again, just be honest with me. I go, cause my, and I say these words because my worst nightmare is when a woman or anyone will say they're interested in going out with one of my clients again. And I go back and tell him, yes, she'd like to see you again. And then the woman just blows him off and doesn't, you know, follow up. I said, that's my worst issue. Oh, Gina, she says, I would never do that. Oh my, that's horrible. I would never do that. And I said, okay, so you're sure then? Because I'm going to go back and tell him. She's like, you're sure? I'd love to go out with him again and see where it goes. Okay, fantastic. I go back. I tell him. Yeah. And she totally goes off the radar. She totally goes off the radar. Wow. It's sad. I mean, that's, um, I mean, I, I hate when people have so little integrity. I, I like, I kind of beat that into all my clients, integrity, integrity, integrity. You've got to act that way. I don't get why it's so hard for people just to be honest. 
Cause it's like, it's not, I, he's not, I tell him he's not related to me. It won't hurt my feelings. Right. You can tell me absolutely right. anything. Right. And it does not matter to me as long as you are honest. And I don't understand why they still aren't, you know? Yeah. Well, they have a lot of shade. <laughs> yes, for sure. A lot of shade. They need psychological work. And that's part? what she's, so hold no, on, Selena. No. That's what she's focusing on. She sees a psychologist. She is a psychologist. Oh she's also God. into spiritual psychology. I mean, hello. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? The whole story, 10% of, of in every, yeah. any business is amazing. Um, so, and the rest, you know, it's different levels of it. And we just have to stick with that. You know, yeah, fair enough. Where, where do we want to be? And you and I are in the top 10% for sure. Yes. <laughs> period. Are. Period. Yes. End of story. Okay. How important is personal privacy for these high net worth men? Very, 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 very. Yeah. And, but you know what, the, it's also, uh, I protect the women's privacy as well. Um, because I, um, hold on, I got to make a note because that's something I've got to make a note of. This is something I don't talk about enough. I protect everybody's privacy as much as I possibly can. So I do not give people last names. Sometimes my guys will be like, Gina, I want to look her up on Instagram. And I'm like, nope, you know, I don't do that. I don't give last names. Right. And I say to the guys, because I don't give I don't give her your last name. So I don't, you know, and yes, privacy is 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 their top concern. And, you know, I do what I can to protect their privacy. But in, in a couple of instances, it's really uh it's really bitten me badly when I didn't do anything wrong. But you know, it's a fine line, right? So I have to tell the woman about the guy. Mm -hmm. without letting on who he is. And right. and it's like, and some of these women, you know, they're good detectives. They're damn good detectives. So in one case, I was innocently, I knew this girl, she was a gorgeous model. She was getting married to a famous rock star and she was all excited and about to go away for her bachelorette party. And she was in love mode, you know, and she was adorable and I loved her. Um, and she had, she had been one of my models for my animal stuff that I was doing. And so anyway, so I was telling her because I had this one client that I absolutely loved. He's, I call him an SOB son of a billionaire. Um, and so, anyway, and so anyway, he was a son of a billionaire and you know, I really liked him. He was tall. He was great. I thought he was phenomenal in every way. So I was excited about him. Okay. And he was like the perfect fit for like her girl group. Right. So I said, Hey, listen, and I told her who he was because I knew her. I didn't, didn't think anything about it. Right. Well, she goes on her bachelorette party and she's not thinking anything about it. And she's telling her girlfriends how I'm representing this great guy. And his name is Michael, you know, whatever. Anyway, and all this stuff. And, uh, and, and then one thing leads to another, the girls knew who he was. And one of the girls went back and told him, and then he comes back to me and he's screaming at me and he's furious. And he says, because see, he didn't fully understand how it rolled out, right? He didn't understand it was innocent how I told this girl and, and it was innocent. It, he didn't understand. He, he, in his mind, I, you know, blew his confidentiality and I, you know, whatever, whatever. And so he was furious and that ended our relationship. And then in another case, I did not tell this particular girl. This other guy was a very, uh, he's a very, very famous famous high profile uh, entertainment attorney. 
um, and super good looking. He's great in every way. Loved him too. And, uh, and so ended up, he didn't tell me, but I knew cause he stopped talking to me, but they're already my client. It's not like they, they say, Gina, give me my money back or anything like that. You know, it's like, but, but, but I still am excited to work with them and want to do the job for them anyway. So in this case, I told this girl, didn't tell him, I said, he's a good looking attorney, blah, 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 blah. That's all I said. Well, she goes to a party and she starts telling everybody there, oh, Gina, this matchmaker setting me up with this attorney. And she gives enough hints because wow. I'd given her hints that they put it together. It got back to him. And again, so man, it's like I'm sweating bullets all the time because yeah. on the one hand, yeah. I have to do my job. I have yeah. to pitch my client, right. but it's, but it's like, it's nerve, it's nerve wracking. It's yeah, nerve wracking. No, for sure. Cause you're dealing with a lot of personalities and uh, I'm yeah, dealing with a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then this one, I, and then I also, you know, I have to show people's photos. So I, I was signing this one guy, this client, and he didn't become a client and I'm glad because it turned out he was not a good guy. And, uh, but I'm showing him pictures of prospective matches. You know what I mean? Because I also want to know, do I have women that you're going to like? If you don't like my ladies, we're going to have a problem because my ladies are amazing. And, uh, and so anyway, he ended up knowing one of the women. He didn't tell me that he goes back and he tells her and he makes it sound like I was like showing her pictures. Like he made it sound very, uh, salacious you know what wow. i mean like yes and, and not in keeping and that and that girl ended up turning out to be cuckoo anyway and uh and i mean she still haunts me to this day she'll send periodically send me like terrible emails just terrible and i did nothing wrong <laughs> i know i know it's called a personality disorder darling holy moly yeah yeah this is a hard business now that now that we've talked i think it's time for me to get out of this business now just kidding. no no you know, in it. you're amazing at it thank you how many women are interested in doing psychological work and how many men are interested in doing psychological work because clearly their marriages might not have worked are do they really want to look at their interior world in any way you know it's interesting we don't really we don't really talk about that so much although um you're triggering a lot of good things that i should talk to people about um, but the one thing that I do notice that's interesting is that, you know, when people go on their dates, mm -hmm. I get feedback from both sides, right? Oh, so the absolutely. woman gives me feedback about my guys and the guys give me feedback about the ladies mm -hmm. and, and everybody knows that's happening. And so my guys always want the feedback. You know, what did she say about me? They right. want the feedback. Right. Yeah. The women almost never ask. Really? Yeah. And you would think they, they'd be interested in the feedback about themselves. Yeah, but, I would want to know what the feedback is. Of course. I mean, for sure. Of course. Yeah. My, I mean, and, you know, know, and I don't give them the feed. And the women, the men I give my feedback because they're my guys, they're my clients. Right. But the women, I don't give, I don't volunteer feedback unless the women have asked me, you know. Wow. Wow. And, I, and they're missing a ton of valuable feedback. Well, yeah, because how else can you grow without feedback? But I mean, what does that tell us? You for a living. You... But, you know your work and you know how to work it. You can, because you, yeah. you're, because you're actually growing people. You yes. know, you and I both grow people in di True. slightly different ways, True. but you are growing them to, you know, and so their feedback is vitally important for them to move in a different direction if they but need when, to. But when the women do not ask for the feedback, that tells me a lot about that woman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because to your point, she's not interested in growth. She's not into personal development, taking a look at herself. What is she doing wrong? Yeah. And it, and I do think when you don't ask it, it is it does display a bit of a narcissistic tendency. Yes. Oh, absolutely. One thousand percent. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now, you have matched many people. What is yes. your favorite love story that you want to share? Hmm. Uh, let me think about this. There's, there's so many, so many. I mean, there's, there's a cup, there's a couple that come to mind at the top. I mean, one is this girl who was in my database for a long time and I, and I really always liked her so much. And I set her up really with every client that I thought she could be a potential match for. And then there would be long lags where we wouldn't talk for a while, which, you know, all of that's, it's, it's typical. There's, you know, I think women join the database and they think things need to happen instantaneously, but I have no control over timing. So anyway, so it was really, really great when along came this one guy and he was really fantastic in every way. And of course she was the first person I thought of for him. And so she was the first person I even set him up with and boom, they moved in together. They, you know, I don't know that they're getting, they're going to ever get married because they're both a little older and, you know, it wasn't the goal necessarily. Um, but yeah, no, that no, after, you know, me trying to match her, finally, finally, I found that guy and, and I loved her. So it was just, it's really, really great to see them together, you know? So that's great. And then another girl, another woman, she, uh, she actually had, she was in her early forties and she had been with her boyfriend for a long time and they had tried to have children and she didn't think she could have kids. And then she gets together with my client and they get married and they have now a beautiful family. So. Wow. That's, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. Now I want to ask you a really important question. All right. What inspired you to become a matchmaker? So it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, so I've had, I always tell everybody the whole story. So I've had three careers. I was a flight attendant for Delta airlines for nine years. And then I followed my passion cause I always loved fashion and styling. And so I became a Hollywood fashion stylist and did that for 10 years. Wow. But the thing about, and I loved styling and I dressed celebrities for events and commercials and all these sorts of sorts of things. It was really fun, but there was a lot of ups and downs. There'd be times where a lot of time would go by before you get your next gig, you know? And so in the, in the lulls, um, I discovered in the early two thousands, I discovered online dating. My neighbor said, Gina, Oh my God, you got to check out this thing. It's called match.com. And then there was also matchmaker.com. And as soon as I checked it out, I was like, this is a phenomenal way to, to meet people outside your social circle. And I love the idea of it, but I didn't think it was very cool. And I thought, God, that it could be so much cooler. So back in the early 2000s, I wanted to start my own online dating site. And I went down that rabbit hole in between the lulls of styling. And I tried for seven years to start my own online dating site, but I kept letting fear shut me down because I didn't know the first thing about tech. I mean, there's so many moving pieces, you know? And so finally, this man that was my mentor and my friend, he'd seen the whole thing. And he said, Gina, he said, why don't you think about being a traditional matchmaker? And the thing is, I'd always been a great connector. I've always connected people with pets, people with jobs, people with everything, people with people. I'd gotten friends together before. I just love connecting. And he says, so, and you're great with people. Why don't you think about being a traditional matchmaker? And I was like, huh, 
It was a little smaller than I had in mind, but I don't know. It resonated with me. I think it was the right time. Um, he gave me a book on matchmaking and I read it and, and I never looked back and I just, I just went all in and that, no. and that was it. I'm just getting shivers because mentors are just, I mean, I can't speak enough about mentors and what, you know, how they have changed my life. They've changed your life clearly, but mentors are so important. And look at that. He, you know, he pulled it together for you and set you on a lane and look at you've become this legendary matchmaker. I am so excited to hear that because I'm a real proponent and love mentoring in, in, in such a a great way. Um, And you mentor your, your, your girls for sure. As much as I possibly can. Yes. No, for sure. I mean, of course you do. You help them to grow. And uh, I think that's really important. Now my housekeeper says, my housekeeper says I'm mentoring her. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Now, you have two things, a book that you're thinking about and working on. It would be my third book because I have two books I've written already. And and I have a memoir that I um, that I that's like my big, big goal. Like you talk about a big goal. That's my memoir is a big goal because I want to talk about all the bad dating decisions I made in the 90s. Like the most unlikely matchmaker is like. You know, um, and I think it's an inspiring story of how, you know, you can you can make a lot of bad choices Mm -hmm. and then still turn around and build this great career where, you know, and so it came full circle. So, yeah, the memoir is big and I still a big goal I have. Yes. And then you were going to say something else. Yes. Tell me about the love project. I want to hear all about that. So, yes. So this this year, 2023 is the 15 year anniversary of my matchmaking business. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in that, I wanted to do something really, really special. And especially combined with all the people that have been coming at me from TikTok. People are constantly asking me like, Gina, I just really want more access to quality people. You know, I think quality is really the number one thing that is missing in the market. And, oh my you know, God. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Right? 1000%. Ain't nobody screening for quality out there. I know. So, um, so, so what I'm doing with the love project, love project dot it's love hyphen project.org. I've, I've owned that domain forever and I knew I wanted to do something with it, but I didn't know what. Mm -hmm. And so I thought this is the perfect year to do this. So what I'm going to be launching is a program. So it's not because generally when men hire me for like my VIP bespoke matchmaking, it's an extremely high level. And you know, and most of my guys come through referrals. And so that means there's a lot of men that don't have access to what actual personal matchmaking right. looks like. Right. And they can't afford like a huge thirty, fifty thousand $50,000 buy-in, you know? So with the love project I'm going to do is it's a, it's a lower price point so that more men get the opportunity to work with me. Although I'm still going to be super picky about the guys I work with. I have to, that's the secret to success here. And then what they're doing is it's not going to be like the VIP bespoke where I go into the world and hunt down the women because I already have a stockpile of amazing women in my database that are dying to meet quality men. So this is a way to to give these men more access to real authentic matchmaking, give the women more access to quality men that they want to meet. And the third component is I'm taking a percentage of these profits that I'm making from this. And I'm giving back to charity. So each quarter throughout the year, I'm giving to 
a different charity that I love and believe in. So the first quarter is St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Wow. And uh, so when the men join, a percentage of their joining fee goes to uh, St. Jude's. And then when they buy their date credits, that's the way I've structured it. They buy like three different, three date credits, three. So they get three date credits. You understand what that means? Yeah. Uh, they, another part of that money goes to the charity as well. So mm -hmm. I just want to raise a lot of money and make a lot of matches this year. Right. No, I, I, absolutely. Uh, I am thrilled that you're going to be doing that. And I love the, you know, the charity work that you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. It's so important to give back. Absolutely. Oh you are uh, you are a rare gem in oh, the that's world. Nice. Thank I you so much. Deeply grateful that you were able to come on the show today. I thank you so much, Gina, from you. the bottom of my heart. Uh, you're amazing and I love what you do and I love how you grow your women and men in a certain way. <laughs> so yeah. keep up doing the work. Uh, let's, you know, just um, so appreciate you. Thanks Thank for you being so on. much, Selena. I mean, you've always been just a class act in every way. So I adore you and I'm honored that we're still connected and that I'm here. So thank you. You're welcome.